All right, welcome back into the Running Event Podcast brought to you by Formula 4 Media. We are the guys from Pace the Nation. I got Docs. I'm one of the guys. You are. I got Joanna. I'm a girl. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, guys is gender neutral, right? <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, all right. Yeah. Moving jo- Joanna, on. Yeah. Uh, you know, all right. Anyways, we are the team from Pace the Nation. We're thrilled <laughs> to be here in Austin at the running event. It's been a good three days. We probably talked to you, uh, you know, a couple hours ago. Uh, had, we've had some really good guests. I really appreciate, you know, everybody taking the time or a lot of folks taking the time to come and join us in our studio here. So, Docs, I know Joanne and I have been on the expo floor. Uh, it's a been, little bit. It's been fun. <laughs> it's exhausting to be out there, but uh, saw some pretty cool stuff, a ton of cool stuff. I mean, I can't even, you know, you, you can't even name how much stuff is out there because you leave a ton of stuff out. Yeah. But one thing I thought that was pretty interesting that we saw on the Expo Four, um, and you'd have to listen to the Pace the Nation to really get the inside joke. Right. Maple syrup, maple syrup gels, you know, and maple syrup has been a theme of our uh, of our show we, for for whatever reason. We I, talk about maple water yeah. and and maple syrup yeah. uh, quite a bit on our running podcast. Yes. And the three of us were walking to lunch together. And nobody pulled us to the side except for the Maple Gel. Uh, I think it's Untapped. Yep, it's the name of the company, Untapped. So, a ton of cool vendors out there. But uh, that was that was an interesting one. Um, Joanna, I know you uh, buy some accessories for uh, the DC stores. Yeah, we're going to be having just maple and honey <laughs> products That's it. in DC. So. All natural stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of running, the running has been pretty good out here the last few days we come from dc where for my liking a little cold not even t- cold enough this time of year to <laughs> come out right. here to 50 to 60 degrees uh in the morning when uh we've been out for runs how, what, what do you guys how have you guys thought of the running well not not only is the weather great uh for this time of year the location of the hotel uh is just a, a short couple blocks down to the river where you could just run forever. I, I think that's huge as far as this location is, is, is. And at any time of the day, if you're standing in the hotel lobby, somebody's going for a run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so you've got no shortage of, of folks to run with. Uh, I've run the last two days and I've been salmoning and I see Joe and Joanna. I think there's a, a way to go. I see you and, and Joe running and mm-hmm. you guys are running the correct way. And I think I'm running against the, um, against the current. I Wait, think I'm running you, against the current. What do you mean? You're on uh, the right side of the path. I am, but I feel like everybody goes the way that you guys go. Well, we, we go out. You have out. to do an out and back. Yeah. Well, in, unless no, you want to run a 4,000 mile. We, no, you no, can, you can, can do a loop. loop. We yeah. did a, a 10 loop. mile loop. Yeah. We did a loop this morning and we ended up, we didn't know how because we crossed over the river mm-hmm. and then we thought we took a bridge back to the other side of right. the river, but we weren't there yet. We were still on the far side of the river. <laughs> so it's tricky there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I don't know how it happened, but, but we got, we got home. But obviously. you got back. Yeah. Um, it, it's the Colorado river which i thought was ironic that we're in austin and there's the colorado oh, no. river. Well, you know the colorado river goes through a few states right oh okay all right no i don't oh, no. to be honest with you or is it the colorado lake what a- <laughs> oh no i don't know i thought we were running around a lake and so then if I anybody the else is not a regular pace the nation uh yeah. listener farley does struggle with with basic geography yeah, uh, for uh, sure to the, to the point where uh 
uh, right now, just like right now, we just cringe. Right. Uh, well, I own it at least. But yeah, yes, I, yeah. I, I thought it was, it's not a lake. But I looked at my, I looked at one of my Strava things and it said Colorado River, I think, when you looked at the map. Yeah. Yeah. So I Well, just, there is Lady Bird Lake. Okay. But that's not what you've been running next to. Yeah. Well, the point is it's great running and it's around water and there is a loop course you don't have to go out and back, which makes it kind of cool. I've gone out and back, and I've done the loop course. So, But is the loop course, is it 10 miles? No. Oh, you okay. can go shorter than that, okay. for sure. Um, so awesome running here. You know, it's awesome that the uh, host hotel is right by. And this is one of the things that makes the running event perfect for Austin. Uh, the host hotel is right by the, uh, you know, by the trail. Exactly. Uh, soft surface, a lot of great energy out there, water fountains along the way. So it is it is spot on perfect. Hmm. Um, so we have been cruising around the expo floor. Docs, I know you've been stuck up here editing, and we appreciate that. Locked in the uh, podcast yep. dungeon. Yep. yep, but we, uh, Joanna and I have been on the floor, and we, uh, we saw the guys from Ultra, uh, and they were kind enough to give us all a pair of the Torin IQ shoes. Excited to get a chance to run in those soon. Uh, and we're going to have the founder from Ultra, Golden Harper, he's going to join us next here on the Running Event Podcast, brought to you by Formula 4 Media. All right, welcome back to the Running Event Podcast, brought to you by Formula 4 Media. We are the guys from Pace the Nation. Docs and Joanna are with me, and also in studio, we are thrilled and honored to be joined by the founder of Ultra Footwear, Golden Harper. Golden, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for the time. I know you're busy down there on the expo floor. You were the founder. You created Ultra, man, and we're going to get into that, but before we do... Um, you sound like you've done this before. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, yeah. he mentioned he's, he's, <laughs> a few times. Yeah, so you, in a former life, you were a radio guy, or what? I, did, I did a little uh, radio DJing. No yeah, kidding. For a couple years in high school. Where? Oh, okay. Yep. In high school, where were you in? Uh, where'd you go to high school? Uh, Orem, Utah. Okay. We had an alternative radio station there. Nice. And what was your DJ name? My DJ name was Kenny G. Kenny G. So, alternative <laughs> is Ken, is Kenny G. That's like soft. alternative saxophone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dun, 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 we, we did not dun, play dun, any Kenny G. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah. So why Kenny G? Um, For the irony, Farley. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, my my first name that's a family name. None of us in my family go by our first names. Okay. Is Kenneth. Oh. Um, and uh, and then G for Golden. Golden. Okay. So, so there is some re- reasoning behind it. Yep. So you did that in high school. Did you always know that you wanted to be in like the running and footwear industry um i ran my first marathon when i was 10 okay so, so yeah yes what was your time 30805 a 10 year old 10 30805 wow and that was i quit just the beginning of the <laughs> stupidness yeah so so when did you come up with the concept of ultra and why um you know i went to so you know, you guys know if you work in a run specialty store long enough, uh, you you become passionate about helping people because most people come in to to fix something. Something sure. hurts or something's off, and they they need help. And so I decided after you know we opened my running store when I was nine years old, and um, so when I got to be eighteen and went to college, I decided I was going to study running injuries and running technique and foot health. And you know, you you get into college and you realize everything you've been 
maybe brainwashed by all the shoe companies since the beginning of time doesn't exactly ma- match up with the science unless the, m- the money is convenient. Right, right. And so yeah. it was like stuff like, you know, I get, into, I get into college and I realize like running injuries are worse now than they were, or at least the same, not any better now uh, than they were before we had modern running shoe technology. Mm-hmm. That's frustrating. You know, 80% of runners overstride now versus basically none before we had modern running shoes with elevated heels um, and taper toe boxes. So, you know, there's stuff like this and it gets you really thinking like, oh crap, like, let's let's find a better solution to help people run better and help people run more injury free um and that was kind of what sparked me thinking about it is i went back after college to managing my store and i didn't feel like you know none of the tools we had none of the shoes we had at the store matched uh what the science says about how a shoe should be built so well you're on fire your 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 brand is on fire in a in a in a tough like market right now not at not every brand's up i mean i know at pacers running you guys are doing some great stuff and you're great stuff with a lot of the retailers who are listening to this podcast now um but your shoes are a little bit different so yeah. explain to maybe maybe there's some listeners who, who who don't have them in or haven't heard of your brand because there's still folks out there as, as big as you guys got haven't heard of your brand so explain Tons. why they're different yeah so i mean there's basically two defining characteristics and the first is you know when you look at them they look different because they're shaped like feet we literally came up with the shape of shoes by taking people with healthy feet and by the way people with healthy feet have sho- feet that are totally different shape than people that have foot problems hmm. uh the more your foot looks like a typical shoe, the more foot problems you generally have. So we took people who had no foot problems, we traced their feet with socks on, and we came up with the shape of the shoes. And that's because if you look at the data, the one billion people on earth that don't wear modern footwear, that have open toe boxes, they have no chronic foot conditions whatsoever. And in America, 73% of us report foot pain every single year. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to come up with shoes that got rid of blisters, black toenails, plantar fasciosis, uh, bunions, neuromas, all that kind of stuff. And so you look at the shoe, it looks different. It looks like, and at first it looks totally strange. Once you're around it, I just think everybody else is wearing elf shoes because <laughs> all shoes look pointy and upturned to me, right. you know. But when you first look at the shoe, it looks, uh, r- you know, really unique for sure. It's a, it's a different, and people think it's ugly at first or, or whatever, but then they come around to it. So that's the first, you know, thing that's different when you look at them. And then, of course, the second is every one of our shoes is the same level of cushioning at heel as it is at the forefoot Mm -hmm. so we basically add a little bit of forefoot cushioning compared to our competitors and we take a little bit of heel out to get it to be level weight balanced and that's to combat the fact that traditional running shoes have encouraged people to overstride because shoes are heavier in the heel because they're thicker in the heel people land more out in front of their body they land more on their heel and there's nothing wrong with a soft light heel strike um, but the reality is most people are overstriding they're hitting out in front of their body um, and so these shoes are going to be balanced, level, same amount of cushioning heel to forefoot, same weight balance heel to forefoot. They're going to help you land the way you land. You know, you weren't born with an elevated heel. You don't get out of bed every morning with an elevated heel. When you get out of bed every morning, your feet are flat on the ground mm-hmm. with your toes spread and relaxed, and nothing changes when you put this shoe on. You know, your foot stays in the same position in the shoe as when it's not in a shoe. And so it really is a foot health initiative as, as well as an initiative to teach and help people to run better. Um, you know, physically actually run with better mechanics that are easier on their body. Well, dude, it all makes total, total sense. And, you know, it, it makes sense. And there's a, there's a great place for a shoe. Like I've got the Torin IQ in my hands. Definitely makes sense. And there's a place for them in, in all our stores. But I just take yourself back. Like, I just think how like intimidating or like, not, it just seems too big of an idea to actually let's let me just okay i've identified a problem let me go create a shoe like how do you do what do you do that like what's the first like 
How do you do that? Yeah, so initially, um, when I first came up with the concept, I, I built the first shoes with my toaster oven. My dad was always modifying toaster shoes. Oven, right. He was working for Nike <laughs> when I was born as a paid product tester. Um, and then he, um, he was Western sales manager for Saucony for okay. most of my childhood. And so I... Uh, Modifying shoes was just part of life. He has no uh, cartilage in his knee from a football accident, mm -hmm. so he was always hacking up his shoes to make his knee feel better, and he would drill holes in the back and do anything to make the back half of the shoe lighter. And um, so the first shoes were built in a toaster oven. I heated them up, peeled the rubber off, took the midsole out that had the you know big chunky heel, and then put in two uh, super cushy flat uh, pieces of Spenco foam, if you know this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then glued the rubber back. And what on. year is this you're talking uh, about? This would be like 2009-ish. Okay. Yeah, so right before um, barefoot running really yeah. kind of caught stride, I guess. And I was training for a rocky 50-mile race in the mountains at the time, so going barefoot was not an option. Uh, protection <laughs> is speed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, add on top of that, people run, uh, you know, on hard, flat, man-made surfaces. So um, you had to have kind of this compromise between the benefits of barefoot, which are many from a uh, running technique standpoint mm -hmm. and a lower impact standpoint. We tend to talk about all the foot injuries that happen during barefoot running. We tend to forget to talk about the fact that joint injuries were an all-time low. Right. As people ran barefoot, they ran in a way that protected their joints. They just overstressed their feet. And so this is a way of marrying those two worlds, of providing enough cushion and protection for the feet while still allowing the people to run the way they're naturally meant to run, uh, to, you know, to run barefoot style, I guess, but have plenty of cushioning and support depending on what their individual needs are. So... At that point, um, uh, we had built these prototypes. We sold a thousand pair in the first year out of our running store, mm. and we gathered all this data. And I mean, we, you were selling other brands and everything else. Yeah, right? we were basically yeah. hacking up Asics and Brooks shoes and all of our best sellers at the store. Wow! And we would just level the cushioning out, and then uh, people. It was basically one injured runner to another saying, "Hey, I got these shoes at this crazy They're, lab over there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. we had a shoemaker a mile the down guy the with road. A big toaster they would pay him. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. they'd pay him between twenty and fifty dollars <laughs> to modify the shoe, wow. and they'd pay that on top of what they paid for the shoe. And then six weeks later, they, we would pay them 10 bucks to bring us the data on what right. happened. And we knew that they were striking farther forward. They were landing more underneath their body, that we saw a drastic reduction specifically in plantar fasciosis, shin splints, runner's knee, IT band, and lower back issues. And so we took the data and we actually gave it to the shoe companies. We went to the shoe companies and said, when you level out the cushioning in the shoe, People land lighter. They mm -hmm. land closer underneath their knee. Their knee can bend and absorb impact instead of making the shoe do it all. And that's a three-foot spring instead of an inch of foam impact absorbing. And all these injuries get better according to this year-long thousand people of data. Here you go. Build us a shoe. We want to sell it here at our store. We're tired of hacking shoes up. <laughs> and, you know, the response was brutal. It was like. I'm sure. It's like, you know, and to some of them were candid. They're like, you know, you might be right. But you but can't do it. Our whole marketing is geared around like this paradigm of running causes impact. Our cool cushioning technology and yep. the heel absorbs that impact, and um, and you need it. Yeah. You know, and you're basically saying, throw that out. Your body absorbs the impact, and um, you know it just throws the marketing on its head. Or you know it was just like that doesn't really fit our marketing campaign, or you know various other reasons why they didn't want to do it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, you've come a long way uh, from the toaster oven to now. Um, I've got you. You were kind enough to give us uh, all a pair of these Torn IQs. I can't wait to, um, to, to, to run in them and get some good miles in them. What's really cool about them is you're still collecting data. You're figuring out how to, you know, 
still innovate and and talk about how you collect data or what 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 you what what the runner who gets the shoe what what can they do with the app and everything that's entailed with this uh, Torn IQ? Yeah, so I mean, the first year, you know, when the shoes first came out, we joked that our our running shoes are a coach in a box. Mm-hmm. You literally put them on, and, and whether you think about it or not, we know that you land a couple inches closer underneath your body. You physically run better simply by putting the shoe on. You run with lower impact. And we wanted to take that idea and we came up with it in the first year of actually making the shoe communicate with you and tell you what you're doing wrong and tell you how to fix it. And that's what the IQ is all about. So it'll tell you if you're overstriding, um, which causes, you know, more force on your body. It'll tell you if your cadence is low, which causes more stress on your body. It'll tell you if you're imbalanced left or right from an impact standpoint, or if you're imbalanced left or right from a ground contact time Mm -hmm. standpoint. So if you've sprained an ankle, it's going to know about it. If you're favoring one, leg or another it's going to know about it if you start to overstride or you run too far up on your toes it's going to give you a coaching tip um, that comes from your upper body posture or cadence or arms that actually fixes what your feet are doing without telling you to change your feet because that's stupid Um, (laughs) you know and uh, if your cadence is off it's going to tell you what cadence you should be running for the pace you're running so if you're running seven minute pace it's going to target you in and and give you a beat to run to at 180 beats a minute Mm -hmm. if you're running 11 minute pace or 10 minute pace it's going to give you a beat to run out at about 165 steps a minute Um, and and that's based on all this data we did looking at um, you know professional runners elite runners and non-injured runners and what cadence they run at um, when they're running normal human speeds rather than elite speeds. And it also gives you, and we talked about this earlier, it also gives you a grade. So yeah. it actually gives you a score. I, I don't like tests, no. so I'm a little worried yeah, about that. Yeah, you're not good at tests. See, yeah. that's after the fact. I just yeah. don't even look at it. I'm, yeah. I'm all about getting the in yeah. real-time coaching data when I'm about to hit the wall and, and my form goes to pot and it tells yeah. me what I'm doing wrong and how to fix <laughs> it. I'm good right there. I don't need to look at it afterwards. <laughs> well, here, you're here at the running event. And finally, what, what, so what's going on this week for you guys here in uh, Austin? So we are pushing you know, yeah. the IQ, showing mm-hmm. those to everybody. Um, we're demoing tons of those, getting those on feet, um, as well as showing you know we got a new trail lineup out uh we got a whole new fast and light collection so a max cushion fast and light shoe that uh, is there to kind of compete with the clifton uh shoe called the duo and then a kind of marathon racer uh you know really kind of uh price point 89 dollar mm-hmm. uh good looking shoe that people can wear around town and and still do their fast stuff in and then uh an actual 5k 10k racer 3.9 ounce uh shoe where you actually get a 5k racer that doesn't like crowd your toes and isn't a human torture device you know <laughs> I, I wore it this morning on the right. at the indy 5k so yeah nice. that's right and you did the indy 5k how was that it was fun yeah. uh it was all on dirt yeah. And it was out at the Endland Surf Park. It was it was sweet. I loved yeah. it. It was the best Indy 5K yet. Yeah, very cool concept so, that Mark and the guys did. Yeah, so gl- liked gl- it. Glad you were Quite able to do that. Well, fantastic, Golden. Well, you've done a great job with us. At, I mean, from our personal experience, we've loved the brand at Pacers Running. And, you know, if you haven't been introduced to the brand, go see. You guys will be here uh, today and tomorrow. So go see Golden and the guys over at Ultra. Uh, you guys are doing some really good, great stuff. So thanks. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> it's uh, Golden Harper, Kenny, Kenny G. Is it Kenny G? Uh, is that right? It was. It it's was. usually just yeah. G now. Yeah, you G. Know. Golden <laughs> Harper. He's the founder of Ultra. He joined us here on the Running Event Podcast. Thank you so much, man. Thanks a lot. All thanks right, for there he me. goes. Golden Harper of Ultra. This is the Running Event Podcast brought to you by Formula 4 Media.